Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, what is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowered Connection Podcast. My name is Damodar Cordua, relationship and life coach and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Really happy to be here and thankful for some of your precious time. The theme of today's podcast will be, what can we do on our own individually to help out our ability to navigate relationships more masterfully, with more success, with more connection, with more intimacy, with less difficulty, less conflict, less struggle. Now, if you're in a partnership and you want to work with your partner on some great transformative tips and tools, practice them in real time, learn some perspectives from me, reflect, connect, please join me for my online workshop for couples happening pretty soon, happening, I think tomorrow is the day it starts. So basically three Wednesdays, last Wednesday in March and then two Wednesday evenings in April. Check out the end of the episode of the show notes for your 20% off discount. I promise this will help your relationship wherever it is flourish to its highest, utmost potential. So today I'd love to talk about what can we do as an individual to create more relational resilience, awareness, strength, fortitude. I'm going to list a few of them. Um, one thing that we can do individually on our own to become better at relationship is to take the time in our life to zoom out, okay? To take the time and zoom out and see our lives almost as though our life was a narrative, like a book. One of my old friends from high school would always say this to me, my, my, my best friend from high school, if he's out there, maybe he'll hear this. He would always say, you know, I love to look at my life like it's a novel. Okay, so if you're reading a novel, you see that the suffering, the difficulties, the ups and downs of the novel are not for no reason, at least usually, unless it's some sort of postmodern novel. They're not random. They are there to, to show us as the reader character development, progress, self-growth, maybe even self-realization if it's a more spiritually bent book, so that we get a feeling that, okay, there's a moving forward or a re revelation at least, right? One or the other. And there's healing happening here. There's empowerment happening here. That's what we want to see in our own life, that we can take the time to zoom out and say, okay, where am I at? Where have I been? How am I growing? How have the things that have happened to me happened for me in such a way that I'm learning from them and growing? So if we can ongoingly see this perspective, this sort of strategy in our life play out, we will always be moving forward. And if you're in a relationship, you need that. You need that ability to zoom out and see where is my relationship at? 
where am I at in relationship? How have things changed? How have I grown? How have I not grown? What are the roadblocks? For some people, and usually, and probably not you if you're listening to the podcast, but for some people, that never happens. And this attitude of, well, you know, things will just take care of themselves or, you know, I'll, I'll just survive. I'll just get through this without, without reflecting on it, right? Without seeing a larger picture. If that happens, that's a severe limit to relational health. It's a, it's a really big glass ceiling. If it's, okay, I, I don't know, you know, we'll just, we'll just, you know, we'll take care of itself. No, just time will tell. No, just like a character in a novel, if you have the ability to see what happened previously, where am I headed? Where are we headed? How can this struggle lead to my and our as a couple empowerment and uh, ultimate success down the line? Really powerful perspective. So if you're not giving yourself that, please start. Start regularly. If it's weekly, zoom out and take stock. Now, a corollary tip to that is to start to get connected. And, you know, frankly, I didn't get connected to this until I was in my late 30s, you know, or, or mid late 30s. I thought I was connected, but I wasn't. Start getting connected to your childhood and the developmental situations that birthed you, meaning working with your hurt, or some might call it trauma from when you're younger. And how, learning how you bid for connection and how you received or didn't receive love and connection when you were younger. If you haven't explored this, if you're in relationship or not, now is the time. If it's with a coach, if it's with a therapist, or even if it's on your own. With There's lots of great books out there and lots of great ways that you can start to slowly dip your toes into the process of becoming much more aware of how did I learn to love? Because you have a blueprint that was created at a younger age. And a lot of that blueprint stays, okay, during those developmental years. It's such a strong imprint upon our consciousness that the blueprint really stays and moves forward. And it repeats itself in primary relationships. This is really like couple wisdom 101. Okay. So if you don't, if you don't know this, you got to start getting into it. That those early experiences of how we got love or didn't get love play out again later with our partner. So we can start to see the dynamic as it happened early on and start to take ownership of it, not to become a victim of it and say, well, this is just how I am, but rather to see it clearly and create some authorship, meaning, okay, something like this happened when I was younger. You know, my, my dad or my mom wasn't there for me, or they were very aggressive, or they were passive, or they were absent, or I had to do this, this, and this to get love. I had to betray myself. Our task is to start to see those patterns when they were happening early on, and now to take the time to heal them. This is really important. There's lots of great meditations that I teach if you'd like to reach out for a coaching call that can really be beneficial for you to create a relationship with this developmental time in your life, your inner child, right? Those core wounds or hurts and start to love them and heal them. And then you can take all that information and bring it into your current relationship or future relationship. 
so that you have more information as to why you unconsciously react this way to when your partner does this, or why you have this habit, habit of bidding for connection by doing this. Instead of, it be, instead of you being blind by it, you can start to have a lot more awareness and you can collaborate with your partner once you start to understand more of these key aspects of your relational blueprint. So tip number three is connected to tip number two, and it is about our relational blueprint and how we were raised, what the setting was like with our primary caregivers and some experiences that we might've had going forward from that, that developed into a way of attaching to others. This is called attachment science. And it's really commonly used now by most coaches, by most therapists when dealing with relational dynamics. It was started in the 1950s by John Bowlby. And now there's lots of great theorists and writers on it that you can learn from by reading lots of books. Or to go even deeper, you can book a call with me and we can explore some of your attachment style. So attachment style, what is that? Generally, there is three ways that with, within which we attach to others. And there are also some sub styles, which we won't get into in this episode. The three ways, one of my teachers labels them as the island, the wave, and the anchor. These are like metaphors. Another way of putting that would be the avoidant, the anxious, and the secure. So the avoidant style is when people equate intimacy with a little bit of a loss of independence, and they have a difficulty with closeness, they tend to minimize it. And usually those are people that at some point in their upbringing and their developmental years or later on in their relational journey, they found a lot of solace and frankly, survival by maintaining independence, by soothing themselves. Maybe their parents weren't there for them. Maybe their parents were avoidant. So they developed a style within which to adapt, and they bring that style into their relationships. Style two, the wave is, is the anxious or anxious avoidant, sometimes called. And this style is often preoccupied with relationships. So it's like, if you think of a wave, there's like a pursuance, there's like a moving forward intensely. And they tend to worry about a partner, about is love going to happen? So sometimes there's a moving forward, a pursuit, and then a retraction, and then a pursuit. So there's a lot of maybe obsession over relationship, worry, anxiety over, is this other person going to love me right now or not? I have to pursue them. I have to make sure that they are loving me. So as you could imagine, that could be very precarious in a relationship if one or both parties are feeling very anxious about the other's love and constantly worrying, constantly bidding for attention in a way that could be seen by the other person, especially if they are avoidant as being too much, as being overwhelming, right? So this is really important to see if you have some of those characteristics, if that's part of your attachment style. And then the third that we'll talk about today br briefly is those who are securely attached. And these people, generally speaking, you know, because there are, of course, variations, and we all might be subtle combinations of these three, we might have various aspects, especially when we're in different types of relationship. But the securely attached have had a relational upbringing where generally they felt like they could be loved 
securely with stability. So they developed a general sense of confidence with infant intimacy, with being loving, with feeling both connected to someone and supported as an individual. And even if we weren't given that blueprint, like most of us out there, <laughs> if you take a moment and think about your upbringing, your childhood, I know for myself, wasn't always so secure. You know, we, we all have our, our shit, so to speak. And these attachment styles are just a good lens within which to see them more clearly. But even if we didn't have a secure upbringing, we can decide to learn how to develop more practices and perspectives to nurture that within us. So that's the super exciting part is that if you feel like you in hearing this episode are a little bit more anxious, you're a little bit more avoidant, or maybe you're secure, which is wonderful or more secure, you can still start to shift your attachment style with work, with practice, with effort. Very exciting. So if you're looking to do that and you're single and you're saying to yourself, you know, I want to get more attuned to these attachment styles. I want to get more attuned to my relational blueprint and what my family system was like. I want to get more attuned to my life as a narrative, as a book, as a self-relational, self-reflective story of growth, not of randomness. <laughs> then reach out connect with me and we can go deeper into your journey. If you're looking for more tools as an individual to go deeper into your relational capacity and growth, check out Empower Connection podcast episodes three, five, and seven for wonderful strategies and tools to create happier, healthier, more successful, and more connected relationships. And as a Empower Connection practice tip or tool, I would love for you to listen back to each tip that I just gave <laughs> and decide how can you bring a little bit of each into your life? How can I start to become more reflective about the history of myself, about my life as a book? Things aren't happening to me, but things are happening for me, that there is a progression, that there is a revelation, that there is healing happening, right? That there is a novel and the character develops in some way, becomes better, learns. And then how can I take some time to just reflect and go back into how I was raised? And what was it like? What did it feel like? What were some of the dynamics that were happening? This can be very difficult. If you're moving into this realm, take it slow, reach out to a professional and start the process of seeing where you were hurt, seeing where you're empowered, seeing your struggles, seeing your relational blueprints. And to go further into that, take the time to explore what was your attachment style like? So based upon what I talked about, reflect and see, was I someone who was very avoidant? Do I, to this day, fear intimacy? Do I have a lot of independence? Do I feel like too much intimacy drives me away and I can't deal with it? Or do I feel like I crave intimacy and I become anxious and worried and obsessed over it and then maybe retract and then crave it some more like a wave? Or do I feel fairly secure and stable in my ability to both be an individual and to love others? So reflect a little bit. Also reach out at any time and connect and I can be of any help and assistance and service to you and your journey in this beautiful, beautiful lifetime of learning more about ourselves and more about how we do relationships. Mm -hmm.